It's a new day. Yes, it is. greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Feel the power, baby. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I'm Xavier Woods. Mm. I used to be Big E Langston, but now I am just Big E because someone decided I shouldn't be a Langston anymore. I just showed up to work one day and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kofi Kingston. And on today's episode, You've heard us talk a lot about our fourth member. We say the New Day doesn't have three members. The New Day has four members. Go ahead, throw them up if you can see this. If they use this for socials, we got bent fingers. Mm-hmm. The fourth member of the New Day is here, ladies and gentlemen. And his name is Michael Norelli. All right. <laughs> I like that intro. I like that intro. Without... This man, New Day, does not exist. He always mm-hmm. says, no, it's all of us. Without this man, Come now. we Come don't now. get together. Without this man fighting sure. for us every mm-hmm. single day, going to bat for us, mm-hmm. making sure that our ideas are being heard, making sure that our emotions are being expressed, making mm-hmm. sure that we have a fighting chance in this well. industry called professional wrestling. Yes, it is well. professional wrestling. That's what well. it is. We have professional wrestlers, and this man did everything within his power to make sure we had the chance to express ourselves in the way that we wanted. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, mm-hmm. Michael Notarelli. Mm-hmm. Yes, preach it, brother. Thank you for that intro. I honestly think I got to invite you guys to my wedding and give me that intro before I just come out down the aisle. No, we there. Damn. Right. My heart right. is like, boom, damn, I did some real stuff. I did some real stuff. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get him hyped up, so he's already ripped no, through the wall now. E, can you explain a little bit of of why Michael is so important to us? What what he was doing at the time? Well, Mike was uh, a writer for WWE. He was uh, fighting the good fight for many a talent. I would say for many uh, an underutilized talent. You were often the, the go-to for guys who were trying to reboot themselves or get off the ground. And uh, I think you started working with Woodsy in 2014. And this was uh, maybe even earlier. But anyways, we got together as a collective around 2014 and you were our entry in. You were the man who knocked down those doors, who got uh, us into those uh, creative, at least our ideas into those creative rooms. You're the one who like told us, it's crazy, uh, and this is a longer conversation, but it's crazy how many people, how many talent don't really truly understand the creative process. They don't know what goes on in the meetings. They don't hear the feedback that they could probably benefit from. And you really schooled us. You put your boys on game. You put us up on game, you taught us, and you, you were there 
as it was so collaborative. And that's why you truly are the fourth member of the New Day, because we don't ever get on TV without you. Not only did you allow us to understand the creative process, but you were in there truly fighting for us. You were in the meetings fighting for us. You were coming back to us. You were talking to us about what we needed to fix, what we needed to tweak, uh, what we needed to do. You were there collaboratively with our promos. You were uh, extremely instrumental. And there is a 100% chance... I'm phrasing this oddly, but there's a 100% chance that New Day never makes TV without you. Well, I, I appreciate that. You guys, obviously, you, you, I think you carried more of the weight because you had to deliver on all of that stuff. But also, you made it fun for me. So it wasn't, you know, as I appreciate all of that. But it was also like, selfishly, it was just fun for me to do that stuff and to work with you guys and all that. Man, I, it's funny, man, because, you know, like the role of a writer in our industry is supposed to be someone who like keeps you informed, someone who is honest with you, you know, someone that gives you the info that you need to be able to succeed and to enhance your career. And more often than not, that like the opposite of that happens, you know what I mean? Like by the time that someone finds out they were doing the quote unquote wrong thing, or they were doing something that was like either getting under someone's skin or they weren't talking a certain way. It's too late, you know? And I was always so appreciative of the fact that you were always like so straight up with us and actually let us know what we were supposed to do. You think about it. Like I was on the roster, what, five years before we, you know what I'm saying? Or how many years? years, Whatever it was. I think it was five. Oh, if you said five. Yeah, it was five. five. No, we could circle back. You're messing up the story. You're messing up the story. Adding to it. Adding to it. Now, now I'm off track. I've, I've completely <laughs> lost interest. You know what? I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And when when we say that you know there would be no new day without you, like we mean that like 100 percent because you were essentially the voice of the voiceless. You know, and and also just letting us know like the actual feedback. And I feel like you believed in us from day one. You know, um, obviously Woods uh, and Eve were working with you before uh, we worked together. I'm not even sure, like, how long you were on the writing team while, you know, like, what was our, like, how long were you on before we met? Because I feel like we didn't really even talk until, like, New Day stuff, right? You big league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You big league me. I didn't know who the hell you was. Dude, I don't even know if I got a hello when I passed you in the hallway. Just like a decent, how are you today? Whatever, yeah. By Mike, no, like, I've joined, done fine this far. Yeah. <laughs> I joined. I joined the team in uh, September of 2013, and then I think they put me on the road for like two weeks or whatever. But in January of 2014, Rumble was in, I think Pittsburgh, and my brother was going with his friend. So I was like, "Hey, can I?" I asked, you know, the higher ups, "Can I just go work the show on the road to hang with my brother?" And I went. And I guess they liked me enough that they kept me on the road. So from that moment on, I was on the road. So probably early 2014 is when I linked up with you. I think I linked up with Woods earlier. It might have been 2013. Yeah. Um, wow. But like, honestly, I will say like, look, it's a tricky process there. It's no fault of anyone's. It's just a tricky process. For me, I just don't have a good poker face. I like E will tell you, right? I cannot, like, I just can't BS. I'm just, it's, I just don't have the patience for it. So I remember one instance where Big E, right? He was over in NXT with the five thing. I didn't really watch NXT, so I don't really know much about it, but I knew of it. Over with the five thing. And we were trying to come up with new stuff for him. So I worked with E on a promo. I think he was doing something with Jerry Lawler near the entrance or something, like an aftermatch or a pre-match promo. 
And I'm working with E and the showrunner at the time is like, let him say whatever he wants to say. Let him like be his real person, right? I go up to him. I'm like, work on whatever you want to work on. Like say whatever you want to say. Just give me the bullet points, right? I leave. I hear on the radio, Biggie wants to go over the prompt. I'm like, come on, man, figure it out on your own. But again, but again, his credit, like to, to, I empathize with him. He didn't know what to talk about, right? So I work with him on the promo. Now he finally starts to express a little frustration and he goes, I just want to say the five thing. I just want to do the five thing. I'm like, oh man, oh man. <laughs> it's like, I want to do the five thing. Now I, I don't want to have this conversation with him because again, I don't know, I don't know much about it. I'm just like, oh, I don't think they want you to do it. Let's do this. And he's like, um, he's like, no, but I, I was really over in NXT with the five thing. I'm like, you have to do something else. And at that point, I think he was like, he got it, right? Because fi- someone finally told him, it's not a polite, like, it's like, no, don't do it. Like, you need to do something else. But like, I think I think that's sort of like that trust over time. Woods and I had it sort of right off the bat. I think you two, it took a little bit longer to earn it. And again, I understand it because the crazy process to no, no one's fault. It's just a lot going on. And like, I think when you're saying I was pitching it passionately, I pitched just to be honest. I'm always going to pitch passionately, but I pitched one idea for a year and a half very passionately, and that was New Day. So I feel like that's why I was able to pitch it passionately is because I was like, if I'm going to shoot one bullet, it's always going to be New Day. It's always going to be New Day. Occasionally, you know, like when Bret Hart hosted, yeah, of course, I'm going to pitch stuff on that. But- <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to give some people, you got to give the people some insight. Good Bret Hart is your favorite of all time. You can't just bring us past that. That's, uh, that's. They say don't meet your heroes, but in Brett's case, I met him and it got better. But I met him before WWE. I met him before I worked there, which was just like, he's the man. He's the man. I can go into the story, but I know Kofi's going to just Whoa! troll me about it the whole time. So I'm like, oh, I my go gosh. <laughs> I mean, we're here to listen to your story, Mike. I'm, come on, sir. Troll. Let it be known. It's your time. Let it be known. Kofi, sometimes, sometimes. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Roots of Fight released the Brett Hitman line, right? Brett Hart line. I get one day in the mail, I get a t-shirt, Hitman on it, from Roots of Fight. Kofi, just a gift for nothing. It's a nice, thoughtful gift. Sometimes Kofi can be very nice. Other times, you know, other times Kofi can, you know, he knows how to get under your skin. This man (laughs) loves Bret Hart, and he will not buy any of the apparel simply to spite me. That's it. Just to spite me. He won't buy But no, I can't Brett, do it. Brett's, you know, Brett's my guy. Everyone has a guy. Brett's, Brett's my guy. Yeah, I'd never hear the end of it, you know, because, you know, you're a Bret Hart guy. I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. We've had a lot of these uh, debates, you know, on who's better, you know, or whatever, who we like better. Uh, I feel like if, and, and I love Brett too. Like I met him a few times. As you should, <laughs> as you should. You know, and, and you know, <laughs> Matt and TJ, Harry, like the whole family. I, I love, I love the whole, I love the hearts, you know, but I can't, I can't put on a shirt because as soon as you see it, all I'll get is picture messages of me in the shirt, you know, and just. Uh, this just, is coming from the guy. I can't this do it. This is coming from the guy that has a photo, my contact photo in his, in his phone is me in a Red Sox shirt. This is coming from the guy that photoshops. He takes the time out of his busy schedule to <laughs> photoshop my face 
over various Red Sox and Tom Brady and <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good look. It just, you know, I, I feel like you and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I guess I'm not, not going to agree with you. I'm not going to agree with you. I got my, I got my playbook mug of uh, Aaron Boone's home run against the Red Sox. I'm just never going to, I'm wow. never going to agree with you there. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because before we got to tape and you were taking like a, a ridiculous amount of sips from this cup, you know, and you can't, I don't think there's anything in the cup personally, but I think that you were trying to spite me with your, you know what I'm saying? I can't see anything in that cup. Like I said, I don't see anything in the cup. I don't see anything in the cup. You come here and you're wearing your Yankees hat. You know, you're trying to spite me. Look, I got love for the Yankees, man. They took a great, they took great care of me when we were at WrestleMania. I went to a Yankees game, Yankees versus the Red Sox. Great, you know, great, uh, great, great corporation, you know, great team. You know, my son, they took care of him, took him to his first uh, baseball game. They did. You know classy what I mean? organization. Classy the minor organization. league in Tampa, you know, very classy. So I don't know why you always try to spite me when you're when you're wearing these uh, these things and you come on to the podcast and you're you know, you're doing your thing. You're trying to get under my skin. You know, someone's got to do it. Cole. Someone's got to do it. All those barcades. <laughs> For two years, I spent dealing with you in barcades. <laughs> two years. Someone's got to do it. Tanya, I remember early on in the early on, like when when my fiance first met you, she was like, "Do you like that guy?" And I was like, "Yeah." It's like, "Yeah." What do you mean? I love I love Kofi. She's like, you "Guys are always yelling at each other." I'm like, "No, that's just Kofi. That's Kofi." <laughs> We're talking about how like we've known you for so long and everything just kind of meshed well instantly. But that's because like we're all the same. We're all very different, but we're all the same person, <laughs> like low yeah, key. Right. So it's just yeah. constantly like us screaming either together at someone about something or us screaming at each other. And then the other two just kind of sitting back and watching and throwing fuel in the fire <laughs> as the argument goes on. <laughs> it's usually it's usually actually me, you and Kofi. Two on one in some variation, and he just <laughs> sitting there going, This is over yet. This is over yet. I'm not an arguer. It's not my thing. <laughs> but uh, so, so obviously, we spoke about how, how you were a writer and your history, and uh, you've, you've, you've done a few things throughout your life. One that was quite sneaky was sneaking in Kofi and E as a team, uh, getting oh, a yeah, little yeah, promo yeah. in there, getting that. It snuck yeah. in. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I feel like that actually was the real sort of like, we did so much work. You guys did so much work in pre-tapes with me, right? We did a, a lot of work together, showing the writers, showing the writers. I, If I could pinpoint one instance where New Day really like planted the seed, it would be that. Um, because now it was on TV and you kind of can't go back from that. And that was basically, I think it was, I think it was Rusev was just plowing through people, right? Plowing through people, plowing through people. We were already on pre-tapes, the three of us, the four of us, but the three of you guys um, trying to get New Day off the ground, right? And met with some resistance. And But we really wanted to get it, get it on TV, right? So Rusev, I think the week before, beat Big E in a match, like squashed him in a match. And Kofi- I mean, I mean, it was- Come on, man. Right, I don't know squash. Right, you look great. <laughs> Yes, Honestly, thank you. Honestly, it's one thank of my you. favorite matches ever. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's ease back really? a little bit. Now, ease, ease no, back. You know how to tell a story. No, but <laughs> <laughs> Kofi had that week on Raw or SmackDown or whatever it was, Kofi had a 30-second insert. Just to be, no, a lot of the times, like, sometimes people care about inserts. Most of the time, it's like, whatever, right? It's just an insert on an entrance. 
an insert is when uh, it's like a picture in picture where someone's cutting a promo and they're not actually like on the microphone in the ring or backstage. It's the little one in the corner. So Kofi had that. And I think I volunteered to like take, you know, I'll work with Kofi on this thing, right? Kofi's still in the phase where he doesn't quite trust me. And we're telling him all these plans <laughs> about New Day. And he's just like, all right, buddy. All right, right? <laughs> <laughs> in his promo, like four sentences, I snuck in a line, some version of like some, again, I don't remember the specifics, but it was some version of, you, you know, you took down all of my friends. You took down my friend Big E last week. Now I'm going to put an end to that. Some version of that, right? And and I told Kofi why I wanted to put that in there. Because if I can establish you and Biggie as friends, now I can pitch on something that already exists in the next week's meeting. Kofi let Kofi left it in there. He said it. The insert went on TV. The next week in the production meeting, we're talking about different segments. I raise my hand. I go, why don't we actually, um, why don't we team Kofi and E in this match against whomever? You know, don't forget last week on Raw, Kofi did say him and Big E are friends and he was going to try to avenge the loss for Big E. Now, that week on Raw, Kofi and E are on a, ta- are on a tag team. And that happened for several weeks. And I remember E telling me recently, like, that's what started you guys being booked on live events, right? You two were already established. Now we just needed to get Woods into it. And I think the first time we got Woods into it, and that's this is also a time I'll never forget, is that promo... But I remember the look on Woods' face. You know, I grew up a huge wrestling fan. Obviously, you grew up a wrestling fan. You dream, one day I'm going to be a wrestler, right? One day I'm going to be a wrestler. The look on Woods' face when I handed him that microphone to cut that promo. And Woods, I forget what you said, but I remember you saying, like, this is your moment. Like, this is the moment you've been working for. And and we've all been working for. And it was on your shoulders. And you took that mic. By the way, you cut one hell of a promo. But, like, that was then, okay. We got Kofi and E on screen and we've been working this idea, working this idea. Now it's already halfway there. All you got to do is put, put Woods in the center of it, get him to cut a prompt. And then, it, and then from there, I think you guys were booked on live events, et cetera. Of course, we still, you know, went through ups and downs from there, but that was the moment of like, now we're on, now you guys are on TV. And I think the thing that really helped us the most with that, obviously, obviously having you, but the things that you were explaining to us uh, and just the ways that everything worked because to us, it was like, okay, cool. Like we have an idea for a group. We're not really sure what it's going to be or what we want it to be. We're molding it and figuring it out. And we were just thinking like, okay, we have to figure out how this works as a group. And then when you were able to break it down, like, okay, well, we're not getting through with that message. What if we get these Lego pieces together first and then add this Lego piece and then add this one. And then before anybody even realizes it, you're already a group. So we're good at that point. And it's like, right. that's a completely different way to attack, to try to get what we want. And it, it ended up working. And again, like he said, like hundred percent chance that new day doesn't happen unless you come to us and explain that like very logistical plan of attack to us. But you guys were also willing to accept that. And without naming names, there were other talent that I would get this, I would get whatever version of an idea they want on. I would be this close to getting it on TV. There's a specific I have in my head. I'm not going to name names, but this close to getting their ver- getting them on TV. And then you could backfill, like you're saying later, and they w- can only see the one version they had in their head and it never got on TV because they weren't moldable the way that you guys were. So I think, you know, we got on the field and I helped you guys get on the field, but you guys were able to hit curveballs and curveballs and curveballs and curveballs. And that's really the reason for your success. 
I think it also too, like for us, it came from like a place of desperation, at least for me. Like I felt, we've talked about this many times. I felt like if this doesn't go well, then I'm gone or I'm sent back on sent back down to NXT or like, you, it just feels like this is, this is it. This is the last big pitch. So it felt like, all right, I have to be, all my chips have to be in on this. I have to give you my trust. I have to like listen to it. Cause you knew so much more than I did at the time, especially about how things work or the best way to put this thing together. Um, and I think instantly it all just felt right with when I first, when Woods first came to me and then we worked with you and then with Kofi, it felt like, okay, these are the, the four men that should be working on this together. And uh, it just felt like all the pieces were where they needed to be. And uh, like, I didn't know what incarnation uh, or how long the group would last. Like getting six months of a faction would have been great. Like if you told me, hey, you'll be on TV for six months, I would have been like, I'm sold. And the, the fact that we're six years in and still going. Amazing. It's a testament to you, your, your guys' talent. And, and all I can say is just after all those trials and tribulations, like, thank God I was able to leave where you guys were the tag team champions. And that was my last weekend there, my last week there, because had I left anything on the table, I would always regret, oh man, what if I stayed or what if, the, but I was able to bring you to a certain part of the field and leave and sort of leave on in, in good faith that, oh, they can, they'll take the ball 90, 90 yards, you know, and go down the rest of the field. It was uh, obviously like, because we, we really developed a, a real friendship uh, and it was hard to see you walk away. Uh, but I remember like we talked about this is one of the things that we discussed and there was like some talk about, Hey, you know, why don't you stay around for a bit and stick it out and stay with us. Uh, but then I remember something, I don't know why it came to mind, but some absurd reference about a baby bird. Is that you, absurd? How, how you were the mama bird. My gravestone. <laughs> 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 you know how Michael Jordan had that song, like before a game that like this song that would always play and get everyone hyped yeah. before I have a pitch for a movie or a TV. I just think about that baby bird problem. And I'm like, wow, man, Whoa. I got to make him proud. It's no, there's no back here. Basically you want to tell, you want to tell the gist of it? Well, yes. yeah. I mean, I mean, my memory is horrible, but let me know if I miss anything. <laughs> I don't know the specifics, but I do know that, Obviously, you know, Woods had every right, as you guys are saying, the four of us, perfect unit. We served our roles perfectly, and it was just like a well-moving train. You guys became tag team champions. This is it. This is all we worked for, for a year and a half, right? Woods, of course, as he should be, was a little worried, like, oh, no, like, now that you're gone, we, like, why are you leaving us now, right? It's a little bit like, why would you go now? And E. On the and I was, you know, feeling regret. I'm a guilty Italian guy, man. I'm always gonna feel guilty. <laughs> I'm gonna feel regret. But I had other dreams in in my end in the you know, writing for TV and stuff. And Woods, it was as we all should, because we're all friends. Woods was expressing some of his worry about me leaving and his anxiety. And Big E man cut one of the best promos ever, right outside of male talent, by the way. So people are going in and out, in and out, in and out. Woods is jokingly, but also kind of seriously, like, I'm, I'm worried you're going to go and what's going to happen. And Big E pulls from the depths of his soul <laughs> and cuts this promo about me being Mama Bird, chewing the food for you guys and spitting it into your mouths. And how now you guys are going to chew on your own and digest your own food. And, and, and by God, Mama Bird's going to let baby birds fly on their own and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there like people are bumping into me. The Usos are like, what are you doing standing in the doorway? And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. Like, 
I can't let them down now. Mama Bird and Baby they got to fly. Everyone's got to fly. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of the pro of my lifetime right now. Like, <laughs> and and I, I, just, I just remember it was like, it's the quintessential E, right? It's like the reason that everybody loves E is that like it was both funny about a mama bird vomiting down a baby bird's <laughs> throat like once, but then also really serious and encouraging where I was like, oh my God, do I have a tear in my eye right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I also know that you helped us realize our dream and I knew like at that, it was the right time for you to leave. Like, and it, like you said, it was the perfect time for us. Like perfect. we had, we had enough trust built. We had enough practice with like the system and we were, we were established enough where it was like the perfect time for you to, to go and we were going to be fine on our own. And like, and obviously you've been successful and I was probably going to get into this later, but we might as well now, but obviously now you're working on the resident. Uh, you've been, you're a writer in Hollywood and you're working. So you didn't just leave because a lot of people leave or will complain and say, oh, I don't know, but they leave and there's no plan. But the beautiful thing was like, we were able to still continue to take off and you left to like live out your dream and work on a show that's on Fox and it's been beautiful. And now you guys are on Fox, so hopefully there'll be a crossover pretty soon. But look, two things I'll say is, without that baby bird promo, I might be, <laughs> who knows? And number two, I would say like, you know, it's the the respect and the admiration is, is reciprocated because you just get burned out, right? And the strong survive. And a lot of people don't get to leave on their terms, but I was able to leave on my terms. And again, with a, something that I'm so proud of contributing, and having just a small part of contributing to the wrestling industry at its pent, like you guys won the tag team championships. And the next day I was gone. Like you guys also did that for me. Like I was able to walk away with no regret, like, like proud of all the stuff that I've done for two years. And, and, uh, it, it was, you know, it was, it was mutual. It was perfect. But without that, without that baby bird promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. You're completely right. Cause like you were saying, so like, I'm I, like, when you start talking about, it, I started like feeling that weird anxiety again. Cause I, like, <laughs> you're, good, Kofi, dude, you're good. I promise. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come back. Uh, no. So Kofi and E had been able to swim on their own before. And I hadn't known any type, like I could, I could barely get like a, on TV. I could barely get like a promo. I could barely get like on the, I, I was able to get on like, the app and stuff, but I, I couldn't seem to get any further than that until we started hanging out. And so like we said before, like, we were close before we even got close with Kofi and E. So as it came from a place of like scared, like, okay, what's going to happen to us now? It hurt. Like that didn't hurt, but I was more like, I was sad. Like my friend wasn't going to be there anymore. Cause like legit yeah. at TV, we would just hang out the whole day. Oh yeah. And so it just was like, four, it was just the four of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, yeah we talk about up, wrestling. I straight up missed the production meeting once. Cause we were hanging out in some <laughs> shadow of a hallway and I missed a production meeting. And I remember the showrunner was like, dude, where were you? And I was like, hanging out with new day, man. I know. I know. <laughs> that, I think those few weeks did not help you guys when I was pitching stuff. No. I was it's necessary though. Cause I, I, I think, yeah. uh, so it's so like I was saying, it's, it's just that, that comfortableness and that familiarity, like, okay, this is, this human is a part of my life that I will see regularly. I'll see him like every Monday or Tuesday, whenever we're filming, like, this is my guy for like eight hours a day. I know I've got like Mike there. And it's like, so happy that you get to go and like fulfill these dreams. But in that moment, I was like, I was feeling the breakup. 
I was feeling the break. No, of course, of and, course. <laughs> but that that e promo, it, it it made me look inside myself and go, "You're being selfish right now." So suck it up, <laughs> suck it up. Give your friend a hug and wish him well. And you did give me a hug. And by the way, I remember after Biggie's two minute promo, you were like, "Yeah, he's right." <laughs> but it wasn't just uh, hanging out at at the building and you know talking wrestling. You, like we said, were the fourth member, and there was a time where there was a dress code in the company. And so in order to try to not have to wear three-piece suits all the time when we travel, we asked, hey, we're a team. So instead of like wearing a suit, can we wear a team uniform? And so we had <laughs> little uh, stitch on New Day logos that we put on these Adidas track suits. And so we ended up getting them. And you as our fourth member, we had to get you a track suit as well. <laughs> and that was a moment. Like it, it felt like a moment. I remember you guys were like, yo, after the production meeting, we got something for you. I was like, what the hell? What is this? Like some shady thing. Come to a, a corner of the hallway. Is everyone gone? All right. Here you go. I'm like, what is it? And it's a tracksuit. It felt like it felt like the film, the scene from Pulp Fiction with a suitcase and it's just all gold coming out. Oh my God. I still have that tracksuit, by the way. Because it was, again, it was a moment of like, it was you guys fulfilling your end of going, this isn't us and you. This is us, the four of us. And that really, you know, even though it's a tracksuit, it felt like something so much more, which was really cool. It was a really cool moment. It was, it was from us, it was to more to symbolize, obviously you, you know this because you lived it, but in any form of entertainment, I think where there's a relationship of like the talent and the writer, there's always going to be people who are saying like, oh, well, the talent's only hanging out with that writer so they can mm-hmm. like do more stuff on the show. And like, this is not a genuine relationship between the writer and the stuff, like whatever. And so like, it was always on us to make sure that you understood you're our friend, whether you were to help us or not with this, whether we were right. to attain the success we did or not. Like we want to make sure you understood that you are our, our actual human person friend. Right. And that changed, I mean, I just think that changed the dynamic because there was always an understanding and a respect of like, I'm not going to put him in the fire. Like, we'll take it on, we'll take it on our own too. And it was, I think, again, the barcades, I think, honed our friendship that it was always, that was the core. That was the core. Even if Kofi was, you know, harassing me every (laughs) single week in the barcade. (laughs) Sir, (laughs) sir, a good old, good old fashioned competition. Never hurt anybody. You know, it was all in good fun. You Although know? you still never, you still never stepped up to the plate in Goldeneye. We've always played your uh, games. We've yeah. always played your games. Didn't we never play Goldeneye? Didn't we play at your at your apartment? You would remember. You would it, if we did. You would remember. <laughs> I wouldn't because I would just blow by you like I do everybody. You would wow. remember. Mike is known as a Goldeneye savant, a Goldeneye master. Yeah, but I feel like there was one time, like before, maybe it was like an early flight or something like that, or a red eye. We stopped by your apartment and we were playing. You don't you have Goldeneye at your house, right? I'm I'm like 99% positive that we played. And I remember being like, oh, because, you know, we used to play a freshman year in college. And I'm like, shooting games are probably like the worst. Like, I suck. I'm, Here come I'm the so excuses. bad. Get to I'm, it. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not good. I'm not good. But I thought I'm like, I can still beat this guy, you know? I can, <laughs> I can still beat him, you know? Wow. And I feel like I got waxed, you know? But that was probably the only time that you waxed me. Usually it's the other way around. It's the one way, it's a, it's a Mr. Miyagi, more, you know, wax on, wax on. The wax is never off, you know, when it comes to me and you playing video games. All I heard from game. that story, you know? all I heard from that you know story what I'm saying? is that I, I won in gold. Usually. Yeah. All I heard from that story, my favorite, real quick, real quick, my favorite moment is um, WrestleMania, I think it was 31. Woods and I went to a barcade with a few people, huge barcade, I don't remember which one. Uh, I, think it was a, I think it was an up-down. 
So yeah, so oh, for, again, for those for those of you who don't know, so Barcade is like an actual, it's, a, it's an arcade bar. That's their actual branding. It's called Barcade. So any other bars that are arcades, we have to call them arcade bars. And so just places where people serve drinks, maybe have some food, but there's a ton of like stand-up arcade machines. And I go in and part of my golden eye gimmick is like, I, I just think it's funny how Woods reacts to it because he, he gets a kick out of me being such like a trash talker in GoldenEye, right? We walk into this bar. Right away, I step in. Woods is in my face already. These three guys, these three guys are talking so much smack in Goldeneye right now. So much. I'm like, I don't even know if there's really Goldeneye here. I don't know if Woods is doing a bit. Lo and behold, there is Goldeneye there. There are three dudes talking smack. Woods is like, Mike, got to take him out. And at this point, I don't think Woods ever saw me play Goldeneye, but he's always heard me talk about Goldeneye. Woods is like, you got to take him out. I'm like, ah, I don't know. One of the dudes turns to me, I'll wreck you in gold. I'm, all right, let's get the controller. Let's go. <laughs> we played a 20. The final score is 20 0, 0 1. And that one was the person killed the other person. They did not kill me. And straight up, in a barcade of probably 200 people, Woods is parading <laughs> up and down. <laughs> Can take him in Goldeneye. Nobody can take him in Goldeneye. <laughs> I mean, my favorite gaming moment ever. Like my favorite gaming moment ever. And where was Kofi? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere mm. to be seen. Oh, Didn't even come. I mean, you got the invite. Can I get the invite? I mean, come on, man. You always got the invite. Those are the times I got to say. Like those are the experiences that I really miss the most of uh, WWE. Is is just like barcade in a different town. Barcade in a different town. Woods and I landing. Hey, you want to go to this barcade? Sure. All right. Cool. That was the the coolest. I think the thing I miss the most about it. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, uh, when you were telling, like, because I, I was just saying, man, it's been nice, I guess, with this new schedule of being home more. But I kind of I miss the road. Like, so many of these stories are forged, and oh, we were in this town. We, you know what I mean? Like, so much of that is is forged there. Uh, yeah, man. I just think of those road stories and the times that we were able to spend together, uh, and just like. We just like walked around. I think the sun was setting. It was very romantic, actually. It was, it was quite romantic. <laughs> <laughs> blushing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But we just got to yeah. talk about life and whatnot. And uh, I definitely miss those times for sure. Yeah. I mean, those are the, I think those are the times that um, we bond the most. Like, I, like with all three of you guys, I can remember the three moments where we truly connected. Woods is the moment I described earlier, um, right off the bat, probably 2013, where our relationship was born just in that moment of like, wow, this guy is actually pitching for me. Let's talk. And Woods had awesome ideas, which sometimes can be a little unusual in that environment. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Kofi's was when you guys first won the tag titles, right? Uh, it took 2015 for Kofi to actually, you know, care about me, but you guys <laughs> first won. <laughs> <laughs> you guys first won the titles. And I remember... You guys won the titles. I was in Gorilla. I was so happy. Again, my last weekend there, I think it was Extreme Rules. You guys come back from, you know, for, into Gorilla. And I think before Kofi spoke to anybody, anybody, he came up to me and like hugged me and looked into my soul. Like he looked into my soul. That <laughs> was just like, hey, man, thank you. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> It was like, and then I think we went to go take the photo and you guys were going to get the photo with the three of you and Woods was like, hell no, let's get the photo with all of us. And that was really cool. But, but the reason I bring this up is E, my moment with you was LA to Phoenix. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Phoenix to LA. Uh, I, heard, I think we had TV in Phoenix and we were all, I think I was, I think we had some time off, but we were both going back to LA and I might've stayed with you. I can't remember exactly because I've stayed with you many a time, but we decided just to drive. It's like, was it six hours from Phoenix to LA? Five and a half, something like that, yeah. Okay, so we just get in the car. Uh, we drive pretty much, the only thing I really remember about this drive is that we stopped at a fast food spot. It's very quiet. It's pitch black. Yeah, but as soon as we turned the corner, uh, I think there was, was there someone exiting the fast food spot? <laughs> yes, but give a little context. Are right, you tell As me. we're walking into the restaurant, in this desolate pitch black area, we're walking in to get chicken nuggets or whatever, and we just hear, <laughs> in the field or something. <laughs> I was like, someone like, getting their throat slit right now? Like, what is this? We turn the corner, I think we were in the fast food restaurant. No one's at the counter. We go to leave. And as we're leaving, we bump into somebody coming into the restaurant. And I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 and he, you know, you would think if it was Woods, Woods would have went, oh, my God. You know, it'd make me feel a little more like an adult. He was just <laughs> like, he was like, you good? It was so cartoonish and so ridiculous. First of all, the person like dying in this desert was probably, I think it was just like a dog or maybe like <laughs> it was just a dog barking. It really wasn't that bad. Uh, it just, I don't know why, like, I guess you had to be there, but Mike just comically almost jumping out of his body. You almost see his soul leave his body as he's frightened by someone just merely turning the corner of this restaurant. Uh, that's, all, that's all I remember from that. And for some reason, it's, it's just stuck in my head, that story. That was the moment. I think I felt like, you know what? He protected me in that moment. He's, you know, he's my guy now. He's my guy. <laughs> there was no threat. <laughs> he protected me from what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I felt oh. like I woke up from a nightmare and just jumped into his arms. And I was like, I felt safe. I just felt safe and warm. <laughs> I think we texted Woods about it. Woods was laughing. Kofi still didn't care about me at that point. So <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Not like this. Not like this. This will not stand, Mike. Nah, nah. But that's, Mike, you have a history of things happening at fast food places because we went to McDonald's one time. Oh, <laughs> that was, that's on you, man. I don't know. We, we, get off the, we get off the plane. We meet up, probably go to a barcade. We're going to eat, you know, a little fast food after. That point, kind of eating a lot of fast food because I'm on the road. And I convinced myself, like, all right, fine. It won't be a big deal work through my Italian guilt. I'm like, I'll get some chicken nuggets and fries. We wait on this long line, pouring rain, waiting on the line. Maybe I won't get the chicken nuggets. Oh, I'm in the mood for a cheeseburger. Woods is like, he knows what he's getting. We get up right, right before the drive through window, right before we're there. I'm ready for that cheeseburger. Woods looks at me in the same kind of moment that I had with E, but now it's Woods, right? Woods looks at me and he goes, we got to leave. And I go, what? We got to go. We got to go. We got to get out of here. I'm like, what, what happened? I don't know. I have a really, really, really bad feeling. We got to go. Speeds away. Like he doesn't do it. Speeds away. To this moment, to this day, I'm like, what's, what was it? And you're just like, I just had a bad feeling. And by the way, similar to the baby bird promo, that might have changed the course of our destiny. Like maybe we would be exactly. on the side of the road right now. Who knows? You know what? I'm still alive and breathing, so I'm thankful for that moment. <laughs> Wait, there was, there was never any explanation of what it was? 
No, I, I remember. So we got, we actually got up to the drive through window and I rolled the window down and it was like, it was like torrential rain. Like it, like the skies had opened up and the ocean was coming down on us. <laughs> but for whatever, for whatever reason, I just had the worst feeling in my gut about whatever the next 15 seconds had to offer. And I needed to get us out of there. And I don't know if anything never, bad never happened again. No, never happened again. It's not like Woods has a history of like having these mo- is just, that's why I believed it, by the way. It's the only time you've ever done it. So I'm like, something has to be up. Because my thought is, no, no, we didn't, we didn't order. I, oh, I went to order and then something bad happened. I don't know what. And I had to leave. Because oh. my thought is like, there's hella places to eat. If I have a random bad intuition, I'll just eat somewhere else. Don't, no, I don't need that. But yeah, never happened again. And I saved us. <laughs> saved, us. <laughs> saved us. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of basking in this because I literally haven't like, you know, we haven't seen each other in a long time. Like before the podcast actually started and Mike came up on the screen, like I just, I, I, I got kind of giddy. You know what I'm saying? Like because, giddy. I was going to say giddy too. You know what I'm saying? It's real, just real giddy. And I, I feel like, um, you know, I was talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about how um, before in other podcasts, we were talking about how like fate, you know, and I, I feel like I say this on like maybe every five podcasts and like things kind of happening for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel incredibly fortunate, number one, that I've been aligned with Woods and E because um, you know, I, I've beyond the business, we have become like brothers and it's the same thing with Mike, you know, like what if Mike wasn't Woods' writer, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we never had any of this. Like, I feel like beyond all the stuff you've done for us, for our career, like I've gained an actual brother, you know what I mean? Like we'll be texting back and forth all the time. And, you know, since we haven't been able to go to any barcades or whatever, as of late, we actually started playing chess on the chess app. You know, just going back and forth with it. Well, I mean, not really back and forth. I'm, uh, you know, going back to that waxing thing. You know, I'm, he, he in, all, in all fairness, you're just learning how to play. You know what I I'm saying? So, but just to have that, like, that interaction, man, I, I truly feel like you are my brother. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just sitting here. I'm just, like, looking at you. Just like, oh, just, yeah, look, just, just look just at this guy. You know what I'm saying? Just drinking <laughs> him in, you know? I just, I, I just appreciate <laughs> you, man. I, I, I appreciate you so much, and I appreciate the... Uh, just the fact that our paths crossed, you know, because you are a legit one of my best friends in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just really fortunate for that. Is all. I think uh, that Italian guilt is coming up now. All those jokes about you not caring about me, man. Damn, you care about me. You care about me. So he doesn't even know. I love him. I love you him. He doesn't even damn, know. Like, damn. Damn. <laughs> Go in the house and just cry. Like he likes. <laughs> this is how our interactions throughout the day at TV would go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except we'd be in dark corners getting made fun yeah. of for it. <laughs> it's yeah. like when you yep. when, when you go to work, there are certain people who you like look forward to seeing, you know, like I know when I go to TV, there's like a, a list of people that I'm going to see. You know what I'm saying? Like aside from you guys, Tyson Kidd, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna get a story. I'm gonna get a laugh. You know, Heath Slater, I'm gonna find him. You know what I'm saying? The major brothers, I'm gonna find him. Mike, I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like this just like you are just an essential piece of not only what our careers, you know, not only of our careers, but like for me of my life, you know what I'm saying? So that's like, awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, you know, I, I, and I feel the same way about all three of you guys. And I think what's nice is that every, even if time does pass and obviously I haven't seen you guys in a while cause traveling has stopped. But when we see each other, it's just like right away, the jokes are still there. The trolling is still there. The laughs are still there. And that's all. I mean, that's, I think that those friendships, especially in the environment of WWE where you're traveling so much are forged 
the most under that kind of fire. And I think for me, one of the things that's even just seeing the backdrop of where you're at is that's your guest house. By the way, very, uh, very bougie of you to have a Ooh, guest house. I like it. Scary. You do well in life. Oh, a guest yeah. house in LA. It's only for you. I appreciate that. (laughs) But the guest house is usually when I'm in LA, I'll stay there. And just a few feet away is the uh, infamous spot for my man Rashad in a big chicken wing uh, for Thanksgiving. (laughs) So I like to, I got to backpedal a little bit. You and Rashad is, feels legitimately like a brother. Like we grew up together. We met each other at 18, but since then uh, we've been thick as thieves and he's been on the podcast. We got to get him back. But uh, you and Rashad connected because I remember at your old apartment, I was playing uh, UFC 2 and I don't have a headset or mic, but I was playing at your place. And I just I always just call Rashad, put him on speakerphone. I remember you left to do something, then you came back in and then just instantly y'all had never talked, didn't really know each other at all. Just instantly the two of you just started ragging on me, something fierce, (laughs) something nasty for about a good, it felt like a good half hour. And then you guys just suddenly became friends and you would talk whatnot. And uh, one of the things that, like, we talk about brotherhood and feel, but, like, Rashad and I went to your house for Thanksgiving. We were there for, I think, almost a week and uh, just seeing the two of you tussle. So Rashad got to be about six three, three hundred fifty pounds of just man, just <laughs> man. And just seeing the two of you, Mike, uh, no offense, but you're not, you're not the largest man. Yeah, no. build. you got that natty build. Got that natty build. He's got that natty build. That's true. He's he's fit. You know what? I always think about this. I always, just to take a quick sidetrack, I think about like in LA for a guy that never works out and eats a lot of cookies and donuts. All right. You know, I take a shirt off. Not good. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) there's, There's a little muscle there. So, you know, I say, I say when we're working at WWE, you know, I got a natural build. And now I realize it and I go, Man, I said that to three dudes that are huge. <laughs> One of like Biggie, how uh, E, how much do you squat? Like uh seven fifty is my best, you know. I said I have a natural build to a dude that squats seven fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if I could squat in three digits, and he squats seven fifty. <laughs> now I realize, all right, probably the wrong crowd. <laughs> probably the wrong well, crowd. You know, it's a little different. But I pack a punch because as you're about to say, you're very, you're very feisty. Shot is 200 pounds more than me. Right. 200 pounds more than me. Michael, can you give a physical description of yourself, please? For our audio listeners. Small, but mighty. Ooh. <laughs> small, but mighty. I'll accept that. <laughs> yes. You know, Shad, Shad's ragging on me for being small, but mighty. He's, he's challenging the mighty part. Okay. No problem. You know, I start, you know, screwing around with them, screwing around with them. You know, poking him, running away like a monkey, poking him, running away. Shad's like, you better stop, man. You better stop. Keep going in, poking him, poking him. I'm going to get up. You better stop. He's just like texting on his phone. Shad finally gets up. Now, Shad is a wall. He is a just he a is. brick house. He's huge. Gets up. He's walking towards me. And I think he thinks I'm going to back off. But I'm still going because he's starting to like look from his text, start to smile. I'm smacking him, smacking him, smacking him, running away. Somehow we get on the ground. I slap, I slap on the chicken wing, right? <laughs> Quick side note, 1994, Bob Backlund put Bret Hart in the chicken wing. Owen Hart got, you know, Stu Hart to throw in the towel. Bret lost unfairly. I bawled. I once told Bob Backlund that story. I was like, you know what? You made me cry when you unfairly beat Bret Hart with a chicken wing. Bob Backlund straight up went, okay. And he just went back to eat. Did not care. <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm putting shot 200 pounds, of, you know, more than me in a chicken wing. He can't get out. He can, te- he can testify. <laughs> he cannot get out. I am holding him. He's trying to, he cannot get out after like 10 minutes of not being able to get out. And we have photograph, photographic evidence. Shad just straight up lays on me and flattens me <laughs> to the point where I just couldn't breathe. And I had to be like, dude, you're going to kill me. <laughs> but that's, I mean, look, that's the moment as you're saying of like brothers being brothers and, I remember we went to my fiance's house for Thanksgiving and had a family meal and all that. And, and that's sort of the bonds that were, that was created off of all this. And, and by the way, the root of all of it is just like busting each other's chops. You know what I mean? And, and trolling each other, bringing us closer because of it, you know? For sure. And I, I value that, I think, more as I get older. Because I think, I don't know if I just like took friendships for granted, but you're in like high school and college and you always think you're gonna have more friends. Like my like real core friend, I have some other friends as well, but it's the three guys that I lived in a house with when I was 18 that I played ball with where we still, those are like my brothers. And then it's you three too, because, and I think like one reason, like my college roommates and teammates, we bonded so much is because football was hard and we're going to college and it was, you know, hard. It's not easy. If it was easy, I don't know if there'd be that same level of kinship. And very similarly with the three, you know, four of us, um, the fact that we had to work so hard and there were days of frustration and days of like feeling like this is never going to get off the ground. Like it's, it's easy to look back now, six years later and say like, this has been great. What a journey. But remembering at the time to look back at mid 2014, the amount of frustration there was trying to figure it out. Like it was, it was a difficult process. So I really feel like that forged the bond between all four of us is going through all the ups and downs and testing our loyalties. And, and, you know, like that's, I think that really strengthened our, our, our brotherhood. I, yeah. If it was, I totally agree. If it was easy, I don't think we would have been uh, forged under the fire and as close for sure. But as you said, thinking back to how things had been and feeling the moments of frustration, like uh, the fact that the four of us were able to come together. This is kind of the thing that always, always kept me going was like, no matter how mad, I would get like, so if Mike would do something and he'd get some information or tell, have to come and break something to us that this didn't work or nobody liked this or that, the level of frustration, no matter how mad I got, I knew that I wouldn't boil over the edge because I had you three, at least one of the four of us is going to calm the other ones down and have like a logical thing to say. And if I didn't have that, I would have lost my mind so many times because there were so many things that, that we tried and didn't work or tried and people didn't want to listen to. And so I think stuff like that, just being able to trust other people in your, in your close knit group that you have to the point where, you know, they'll always keep you in check so that you can keep your eyes on your actual goal and not get sidetracked from it is that's, I think that's the, the main reason that we are as close as we are because we are able to do that for each other. I totally agree with that. I guess I was the worst example of losing my cool, even though it's not even, <laughs> it's not even a big thing, but we, we've just talked oh, about it so many thing. times. Uh, but I, we were outside, we got some bad news and I remember kicking and it's not even like a, a big recycling bin. I think it was like a cardboard recycling bin. It was real flimsy. Uh, it was plastic. It was, plastic. It, was, it was the size of me. It was like my height. If this was a regular, like a, a, a trash can that you would have like outside the side of your house. Was it? It, it might like have been wheels. an oil drum. I think it was <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Three-fourths three full. 
<laughs> oil all over the place. But all it was was we got some bad news, and I just out of pent up frustration, I ended up kicking it, and it just tumbled away. But we've talked oh. about this like I broke, oh, like I tumbled away. Long, bro. Yes. just kicking it. That was it. it. I, think, away. I think you, you cracked sl- the cement you, of the arena. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah right. It or like backhanded it. It like twirled over like four or five times, and then took off like the you you got in it, bro. Yes. Just, yeah. I remember in that moment, the only time in two years, in that moment, my internal monologue was like, yeah, I just don't think I'm going to tell him anything anymore. <laughs> I don't it was a you. legit home run. And the fact that you were so angry, but like you weren't, you weren't trying to put effort into like attacking this thing or throwing it or doing anything. But the fact that you did it, yeah, so nonchalantly and it went so far, that immediately terrified me. Oh, yeah. There have been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I realize he like he's real laid back. You know what I'm saying? Real non-confrontational. A lot of times people will try to like mess with E because they know he won't do anything back. But every now and then, like he'll jump at you. You know what I'm saying? When he hit that barrel was one of them. I was like, oh, yeah, he, those, those muscles are real, bro. Yeah. I think Woods, like you were messing with them like like all day or something. And then he like lunged over and just the quick. Oh, he tried to put me through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll, I will never play that game with you. Nah, I won't even, I won't even. I didn't forget about that. No, I did. sir. No, uh, sir. Yeah, I've, I've worked on myself now. Like I've, like I said many times, I meditate now. So uh, I'm working on that part of me. But uh, yeah, you know. It was and a- now you know, now you know why I felt so protected in that moment at the fast food restaurant. Where I was like, I'm with E. Who wants to try me? Who wants uh-huh. to try me? But it usually it usually happens because of E-Strength. When we're together, like on the street in LA at a restaurant, I turn into Joe Pesci from Goodfellas where I'm like, who wants what? Who wants what? <laughs> <laughs> who wants to mess with me now? You want to test me? You want to bumble glut me? <laughs> if you're going to shoot at the king, you better make sure you got E first. You know? <laughs> so one thing, this is a huge sidetrack, but I think it's one thing that... Definitely lets us have a little bit more insight on you as a human. So everybody that has been listening to this podcast or seen us on Up, Up, Down, Down on YouTube, go subscribe now. Um, they kind of know that each of us have like our, our own quirks. You know, we are interested in certain things. Yours that we found out is that you have an obsession with a certain character that I would have never guessed. And that character is Pee Wee Herman. Oh, man, I love him. You know what? <laughs> I'll tell you this. So I grew up a wrestling fan, saw a lot of the, the, my childhood heroes at WWE, had a few cool internships, Conan O'Brien, Robert De Niro's company, where I saw a lot of actors I grew up watching. I don't really get starstruck, right? Maybe Bret Hart, different scenario. I don't get starstruck. Pee Wee Herman, though, I'll tell you this story. My uncle is a cinematographer and a photographer. He released Crescenzo. 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 Gotham. Yeah. He released, he released this photography book. He had a bunch of celebrities at, the, at his book party, Mickey Rourke, a bunch of big names. And on the guest list, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's supposed to show up. I hear the woman that's like checking people in, talk about Pee Wee Herman should be here in 15 minutes. I'm with my fiance. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like sweating. I'm like, all right, I have two options. I either make this professional and I try to pitch how I want to write a dark version of a Pee Wee Herman movie or, <laughs> or, I keep it personal and I try to like create a friendship so I can have coffee with Pee Wee once in a while. The whole entire party, right? Whole entire party. I'm like looking around my shoulder, looking around. Like, oh my God, that's him. That's him. I look, not him. It's not him. <laughs> never shows up. He never shows up. 
And as you just said, I love Pee Wee Herman, man. Like, I love him the whole time. My heart is pounding through my chest. I'm finally going to meet him. Years of just fanboying over him. Finally going to meet him. He knows shows. <laughs> so at that moment, I was like, you know what? Brett's my guy. <laughs> just like that. Just like wow. that. I told you, he, he came to FCW, right? Yeah, I've yes. told you this many times. Yeah. Really? I think he was friends with Sandow. Were you there, Woods? Yeah, yeah. Friends with Sandow. Okay, he was uh, friends with Sandow. And Briley. Yes, and Briley. Yeah. And he just ran him. I think it was an FCW TV day, maybe. Thursday, possibly. He'd come every once in a while and watch the shows, yeah. Yeah. But, really? uh, and, then, and then I heard years later, a few of the boys, they ended up like talking. He would send them Christmas cards every year. He yes. sent, oh, he sent my uncle a Christmas card, and my, and my uncle gave it to me, even though it's not addressed to me. <laughs> the closest, <laughs> look, the closest yeah. I'll ever get. The closest I'll ever get to like Kiwi Herman. Like, oh, like no. I, look, Bret Hart, I, you know, Bret Hart signed the wrestling figure that I played with as a kid. Kiwi Herman elusive like you would just never <laughs> think that much. Slipped yeah. through my fingers constantly peewee scared me as a kid he scared you you were scared of peewee's playoffs yeah it's weird man the like the, like the chair yeah. that talks <laughs> yeah. like, like a high like a high like a high oh yeah like, you guys you guys have seen the picture of uh mike because you you were peewee herman for halloween one time right so when you talk about like <laughs> when I take the picture uh, and Photoshop your face into it, I think it's the one from you in the Peter Herman costume. But like you legit, it's like the full out costume. You got the hair slicked back and everything, face shaven, clean. Like yeah, my mom made that costume. It was just a gray suit and a bow, <laughs> bow tie. Dude, it's just like and look, tell me right now, you wouldn't want to see a Pee Wee Herman movie for 2020. Like Pee Wee Herman meets the Joker. Like oh I my mean, god, oh, I want it. That would be sick. Oh. I want in on that movie. Or is it Pee Wee Herman is the Joker? Wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I mean, you're a writer. If anyone can make it happen. It's you. Well, Pee Wee no showed my uncle's party, so I guess not. <laughs> so, so Brett, Brett Hart is the Joker? On... Yeah. Now, yeah. Exactly. Wait, Brett Hart Not is the Joker? Is the Joker. Oh. <laughs> Putting Batman in sharpshooters. <laughs> when I met, I'll tell you this. When I met Brett, I met him before WWE. I wanted to develop his book, which is a really cool book, into a TV show. And very long story short, I guess he had my email from a letter I wrote him when I was a kid. Somehow my email got into his address book. He sent me an email about something, I think by mistake. I wrote back. I was like, I want to develop your book into a TV show. This is before I worked at WWE. He's like, I'll be in Anaheim. If you want to meet at the Anaheim Hotel in the lobby, we could talk about it. At this point, I'm like, oh, man, it's totally a prank. It's got to be a prank. But all right, I'll meet you put my wrestling figure in my bag because I'm like, if he could sign the figure I played with, how awesome would that be, right? Put it in my bag, go to the hotel. I'm in the hotel and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely on a prank show. Like I, I got to make sure I don't pick my nose or do anything. There's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely cameras on me right now. Bret Hart walks in. I'm like, oh my God, this is like really accidentally emailed me. He walks in, he's like, are you Mike? We sit down. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Talking about the book, talking about the book, but in the back of my head, the whole time, I'm like, I got to get him to sign this wrestling figure, but how do I do it? You know? So he's talking, I'm asking, I'm telling him my favorite match ever, Brett Piper. I'm getting him to talk about it. And I go, you know what? So funny. Like my mom was like, you should bring your wrestling figure to get <laughs> Brett to sign it. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to be professional. It's a meeting. Like, come on. Brett's like, Oh, I would have signed the figure for you. I'm like, great. I brought it right here. <laughs> <laughs> and he signed it. And then I will say, like, probably 
my third favorite moment of working at WWE. The first being you guys winning the titles. The second being handing Woods that prop, that mic for that first sort of official New Day promo. The third being working on a Bret Hart promo in Montreal where he's like pointing out all the things that happened, you know, and, and it was just like, when they say don't meet your heroes, in some cases, if you meet them, it's like, oh, wow, he's even better, you know? And then I remember Road Dog telling HBK, you know what? This guy, he's a Brett guy. I'm just <laughs> letting you know he's a Brett guy. Like, oh. And H- to HBK's credit, he's like, look, we all have our guys. My guy's Flair. Everyone has, you know, everyone has a guy. So that's all to say, Pee Wee Herman, move aside because Brett's driving this. <laughs> oh. Uh, I will say Brett's got to be the nicest legend. I'd have to think about it, but he's definitely up there. One of the nicest legends I ever met. Yeah, definitely. He's a man. <sighs> so lastly, I, I feel like this has been, I don't know, hinted at the whole time, this whole relationship between you and Kofi. <laughs> you guys have a certain history where you have bet things before. Yep, he, he's made the worst bet in the history of humanity, but go on. Oh, no. I was wondering you if, why. if you wouldn't mind explaining that scenario to the to the people, to the listeners. Sure, I'll tell you my story about that, but I know Kofi's going to have another one about him cheating at Street Fighter. Here's my story. And just, think about this. <laughs> just think about this from a statistical standpoint. Kofi bet me. Actually, you know what? I, well, it's on my Instagram. I'll pull it up. I don't remember the exact language, but Kofi bet me the New York Giants will not win a Super Bowl before 2050. Now, I just want you to think about that. They will not win a Super Bowl between before 2050. And if they do, he will get on live television, Instagram, whatever, for two minutes, talk about why Michael Nordarelli is the greatest person to ever exist. Now, I just want you to think about that. 2050? 2050? Like, the chances of a big sports team, a big market sports team winning before 2050, the odds are not in your favor. And by the way, 2051, I might be dead by that point. So you lose the bet anyway. <laughs> just why do you make that bet? I'm I think confident. on the flip side, by 2051, if the Giants haven't won, I have to say something publicly about why Kofi's the greatest. That's right. But again, I'm an old man. No one's tuning in to me. Oh, no, point. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to oh, I'll tune in. <laughs> it, might be an, it might be an audience of one. I'll, 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 I'll grab the kids, grab the grandkids. We'll all sit around, get some popcorn, and be like, hey, listen to this speech here. Yeah. For real, Kofi, I will say, like, you know, Kofi loses most of our bets. We do fantasy football. He always comes in last every year. That's, not true. New York Giants That's, true. That's not true at all. I was, I was trying to save his pride a little bit. I remember Goldeneye. He didn't get one kill on me. I massacred him when we played in my apartment. Massacred him. There was one bet that we made in in Street Fighter. I think Kofi's friend from high school was there. I felt a little bad. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to embarrass him in front of his friend. So it was like, if Kofi beats me in best of seven, I'll wear a Red Sox shirt because I'm obviously not a Red Sox fan. Big deal. Like, you got to throw him a bone once in a while. You got to throw somebody a bone. Throw him a bone. You threw a bone? Okay. At Go that ahead. point, I still didn't think Kofi cared about me. So I was like, I got to earn some points. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, after his promo today, I know he cares about me. I don't got to go easy on him anymore. <laughs> you couldn't touch me in that, Mike. You couldn't touch me in Street Fighter when it came down to it. You couldn't touch me. And uh, probably, like I said, man, the sweetest picture of you next to the Pee Wee Herman picture, of course, is uh, you in that Red Sox jersey. Uh, for some reason, I don't know. Um, the one that you uh, sent to me is you like not smiling. I think that I you look exhausted. Probably just, I have like yeah, hands under my eyes. I look horrible. It, it's almost like it was painful for you to put on 
the what, the jersey of one of the greatest franchises in the history of, of sports. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? But uh, it, it is one of my favorite pictures you got, of you. You got the Yankees. You got Iowa. But yeah, okay, Red Sox. Sure. Uh, he's here. My he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. He's it's a great, it's a great picture, you know? And even if uh, by some slim chance, some slim chance in hell, you know, that the uh, Giants end up winning the Super Bowl before 2050, which they most likely will not, you know? Uh, it's, it's all been worth it for that one bet that we made for you to have to wear that Red Sox jersey. Because even as I make that speech, I will have a picture of you in that Red Sox jersey as I'm looking at that. And it will still bring me, it'll overcome, it'll supersede the, the, the pain that I'll have to make, you know, the pain that I'm feeling when I have to make that speech. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we can make another bet if you really want to talk turkey about in GoldenEye. If you want to step to the champ. We can make a bet, oh, another bet right here, right now. Geez, well, I, I mean, do they, can you play it online? I, you know, yeah, I don't know yeah, I can set that up. I, can <laughs> use I was actually, uh, I was actually going to surprise you. Want, Kofi. Yeah. I feel like Whenever it would have you to be want. like a, a plethora of games. You know, people don't want to just see GoldenEye. You know what I'm saying? Like only GoldenEye. Like what? It's cool. It's a, it's a cool game. It's a cool game, Mike. It's a cool uh, game. Yes it's or no? It's I'm sorry. Cool. I think my headset's not I working. Like Is that a yes or no? Like a plethora of games, not just one. You know what I mean? Let's find out. Like who the better gamer is through a plethora and a barrage of games, you know, a variety of games, not just one. You know, you're good at shooting games. I mean, that's cool. How are you at fighting games? How are you at Mortal Kombat? We already know I wax you. How are you at Street Fighter? We already know I wax you. Madden, wax. You know, UFC, waxed at the bar. You remember that 10 times straight. We talk about the Shelton 20, but let's talk about the Mikey <laughs> 10, you know, let's talk about that in LA, you know? Goldeneye, yes or no? Goldeneye, yes or no? If it's included in the in uh, a variety yes, no. of games, if it's included, sir, if it's, a, sir, give me, just Gold give me a second, I, yes Mike, no. Mike, let I me speak, one Mike, word. Yes hold no. on, sir, sir, Mike, it's, it's more than one word, it's more than one word, you're, it's a, it's a pitch, and now here's the negotiation, we'll play GoldenEye if you play, thank you, okay, let's we'll say, play GoldenEye, let's say, uh, seven, <laughs> let's get seven games, a true best nope. of seven series, let's do oh. GoldenEye. Sure. I, bet, I played you in Street Fighter. That's your sure. game. You don't want to be known as a one-trick pony, bro. People going to know Mike Notorale. You know, you've been on the New Day podcast for crying out loud. Now everybody's going to be like, Mike Notorale, the gamer. Where was he? What's he all about? And you're a one-trick pony? You just want to play yeah. Jack? The answer it? is yes. That's the answer it? is yes. No, Mike. You are, you are more you're than a one-trick pony. You're a jack of all trades, and I'm a master of one game. You got a lot of tricks, Mike. You got a lot of tricks, and the world needs to know that variety. I'm not going to just have them know how good of a golden eye play you are. I want to show them how good you are at Madden. I want to show them how good you are at Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and some games of your choosing. Well, uh, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Uno, you play Uno? Well, do we play nope. chess? We'll play chess on one of the games. We'll do seven games, Mike. Seven games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uno, dos, I'm tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete. Seven games. I'm, I'm a man who can admit What you say, where... Mike? Goldeneye. Mike, what do you say, Mike? <laughs> Give the Golden people eye. what they want, Mike. Give <laughs> them what they Golden want. Eye. Show them that Mike Notoriety is a true jack of all trades. If his name wasn't Mike, it would be Jack, as in jack of all trades. Show the people. That was my bit. Don't take my bit. Your middle name is Jack, Mike. My middle Tell name is people. Odd Job. My middle name is Odd Job. Tell them, Mike. <laughs> That's cheating. No, I agree. That's no yes. Odd Job. No Baron Cimetti. Yes. That's that. That's no Baron Cimetti. And no and if, we, if and if we do play, I will have to be odd job and you have to be Jaws. And that, that's also just a little asterisk. You have to be Jaws and I have to be odd job. If we if we do play, I will be odd job, you'll be Jaws. I'll still in addition with, I'll to the other six in addition to the other six games. I'll still beat you. 
I'll still beat you. You can be our job. License to kill. I'll still beat you. Up to 20, no problem. Easy. Easy. Very confident, Mike. Easy. So do you accept the challenge? Are you going to give the people what they want? Gold Listen eye. to the people, Mike. Gold Listen eye. to the people. We're going to have what? audio. What? We're going to have, we're gonna have we audio pipe in some crowd noise, Mike. For the people who are listening, there's going to be gold. some crowd noise to fire them up, Mike. Are you going to give them what they want? There it is right there. You hear them, Mike. You hear them, Mike. Give the people what they want. What would Bret Hart do, Mike? <laughs> what would Bret Hart do, Mike? Are you the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be? So the people, Mike, in a series, a best of seven series, seven games, one champion, you and me, Mike, we find out who the better gamer is, Mike. Tell the people, Mike, give them what they want. What do you say, Mike? I say my, my headphones died and also Goldeneye. Come on, Mike, don't <laughs> do your boys like that. Don't do the people like that, Mike. <laughs> Don't do the people like that, Mike. The thing that I love the most about this podcast is the fact that before this, people people didn't know the real Kofi Kingston. <laughs> now they see it. I think that out of out of all the guests we've had on, I feel like this is a normal thing for Kofi to interact with our guests in this manner. Yes, it's it's something, and, I, and what I'm glad that people are seeing is the trials and tribulations that I have to deal with in real life. Wherever I go, wherever I go, it's always heck. You know what it's kind of like? It's like curb your enthusiasm when Bill Buckner's walking down the streets and everyone's telling him that he sucks and they're hurling all these insults and epitaphs at him, you know, and and for for me, that's what it's, that's what it's like when I'm walking down the street or I show up to work and people like Mike want to harass me. People like Larry Heck want to harass me. Selena Vega want to harass me. The same Bill Buckner. He shouldn't have to endure that. He's a good man. He might've made a mistake. Not sure where you're going with this, but go on. People want to come in in my real life, my actual life, and harass me throughout the day. And what do I do? I turn the other cheek. I turn the other cheek, right? I'm happy for two reasons. It took us only an hour to get the real Kofi to come out. Oh, not like this. And number two, now people know what I had to endure in those barcades for two years. (laughs) And yet I still pitch for you. I still Mm. pitch for you. (laughs) And now also you can see how he gets stunned into silence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty much every time that's pretty much how it goes that's pretty much how it goes you know it's all gravy oh this is a this is a good healthy healthy male relationship yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it should be should be jokes with friends <laughs> yeah just, i'm better than you at this no you're not oh, i'm gonna argue okay that's that's i think that's what I'm, most of my friendships are based off <laughs> that's it Mike, unfortunately, that's all the time that we got with you today. Is there anything that we didn't dive into that you need to be talking about? What do you want to tell them? No, I don't think so. Um, but I think we covered everything. This was a blast. And, and I think it's a microcosm of our relationship over those two years of us just talking about non-specific things and having fun with it. You know what I mean? And making it specific. But there's no sort of soapbox that I want to get onto. And I just think we had a blast. And hopefully we cross over again with... Um, the show that I'm writing for on Fox and SmackDown on Fox. And hopefully there's some sort of crossover to be had very soon, you know, and that's it. Otherwise, until you guys come to LA again or until we could travel again, like, and I look for, and I, all I could say is I just, I wish Kofi wouldn't just blast noise into the room. <laughs> and just accept the golden Instead, he just does the thing where he diverts and he shoots and he hopes one of the bullets hits. This, the challenge will always bullets. remain. I'm not, a, I'm not a master of Street Fighter in those games. I'm a master in GoldenEye. If you want to take that up, 
the challenge will always be yours, my friend. I just don't, I just don't think there's an interest there, Mike. You know, there's just not, uh, nobody wants to see us play Goldeneye. Woods, Woods got a ga- Woods got a gaming channel to run. We want to get views, you know, we want to get hits. We want to get uh, viewership. And I feel like if we make this into a thing, a series, Mike, you write for an episodic program, sir. You know, episodes, you know, we can't get a, a multiple so episodes out of, we can't get a, we can't get a lot of content out of just one goal, one game of GoldenEye. Come on, Mike, let's stretch this out. Longevity, right, Mike. Okay. Okay, then you then here's the thing. You pick three games, I pick four. Done. Any four games I want, Ooh. any three games you want. Done. Because I'll tell you this. Ooh. You come at me in no mercy, N64, you're done. Oh, no. And yes, I have a custom Bret Hart. Stop you're that. done. Stop that. Done. Stop that. That's biting off more than you can chew your mouth too full on that one, Mike. You're gonna choke, Mike. <laughs> you gonna stop that, Mike. You're gonna <laughs> no choke. You're gonna choke. You're gonna choke on your food, four Mike. Come three. on, Mike. Four and four three. three. About it. It's on, Mike. I accept. I accept. Oh, oh, yeah. See what you didn't see. What you guys didn't see is Mike almost fell out of his chair. He had to catch himself because he didn't accept. He didn't expect me to accept. I was leaning back to release. He accepted. What? Oh, wow. Now you got. Now we got the boys scrambling. Now we got the boys scrambling, trying to find four games. Trying to find four games. The noise. No mercy. Don't don't throw no mercy in there, Mike. That's a mistake. You would know. You won't take me no mercy. Mike, that's one for me. No. No, no. That's guaranteed. Don't guarantee. Hey, you got, you got, you. Second this is a strategy, game. bro. Tony you got Hawk, four games. Okay, Tony Haka, we played the other day on Woods' channel. Like, we did. Tony I might have to, I might have to practice on that. But no you problem. got four games, Mike. Don't waste one of them on no mercy. Don't make no one problem. of them on no mercy, bro. You got. Come on, man. Now triple play. He's triple shaking. play. 96. He's rocking. He's rocking back and forth at his seat. He's got his hands crossed like he's a fiend. <laughs> like he's fiending over here. Oh, what have I done? Oh, what have I done? Dude, literally, like, like Mick Foley. Like Mick. Where like mankind. <laughs> mankind. <laughs> Stop beating myself in the head. Oh no. I don't know where what you're doing out there. You done ago? lost. You done lost yourself. Where was this thirty minutes ago? You done lost yourself, Mike. Well. That is what it's like to be <laughs> friends no, with I one know. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> you seen this man? Agreed. We Agreed. will most likely, we will most likely do this missing. on uh, Up, Up, Down, Down on the YouTube. That's so go right. ahead and go subscribe now just so you won't miss it. Hit the bell notification, all that good stuff. Uh, Mikey, where can they find you on social media? I think my Instagram name is, I think it's just Michael Notarelli. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-T-A-R-I-L-E. Did I almost forget how to spell my last name? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounded like it. We'll have a link for it in the description. We'll have a cool. link for it in the description. You're at MV Notarelli on Instagram. I mean, on Twitter. No, I don't really use Twitter. I forget what my Instagram is, but you'll link it. It'll be good. And then <laughs> you guys can just and you guys can just watch the resident. There we go. Support your boy. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank for you being guys on. for having me. Thanks, I appreciate it. This was a we blast. Miss, we miss and love you. We do. We gotta have you a too, reunion. Mike. We gotta yes. have a professional reunion soon in some yes. capacity. WWE movies. I don't know. We'll do something. Yes, sir. 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. Make sure that you're telling your friends how to download this podcast. Tell them to go and get it wherever they listen to their podcast. Type in the new day. Click the pink picture with the three black guys' faces on it. Even if you can't stand us, just click it. It's an automatic download for your boys. You can delete it Tuesday morning and it helps us out. Oh, also go get the shirt. New podcast yes. shirt. Pick yeah. it up! Coffee. And use the hashtag New Day Pod to stay in the conversation on social so we can hear about what you like, what you didn't like, uh, and, and why why you're spreading the love of the podcast to all your friends. Tell us what you, what you really need. Until next time, 
Mm-hmm. See you later. Well, well, you'll hear us later. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.